You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and I am really excited to be sitting down with you guys tonight. I've got an interesting episode for you, as usual. But before we get into the episode, make sure you've gone over to nextgenerationgymowners.com. You've subscribed to our mailing list, so you get our blogs and all of our other great information. You've also gone over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook, and you've joined our Facebook group if you are a owner of your gym. And last but not least, you have signed up and registered to come to our conference in January, January 7th and 8th in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel. It's going to be amazing. There's going to be so much phenomenal content can't wait to see you there. I want to meet all of you who've been listening to the podcast and getting so much out of it. All right, so let's get right into this episode. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about why you need to stop being so nice. All right, there is a major difference between being nice and being a good person, and I want you to stop being nice. Niceness really relates to agreeableness, and it means that you're willing to bend to what other people want or what you perceive that they need. And this came up uh, recently because of uh, some conversations I'd been having with some coaching clients and some of the struggles that they were going through, as well as some conversations with uh, some coaches in our gym. And I'm, you know, one of those coaches being my my wife, um, and my default setting is, I wouldn't describe it as a default setting of being nice, but I for sure have a nice leaning, especially when I'm dealing with clients, I'm dealing with other people, I want to be a nice person. Um, But for my wife, she is just like, her default setting is to be nice. That is her go-to setting. Uh, She's not really super confrontational, and she really likes to make people happy. That is her uh, she finds joy in pleasing others and making other people happy, which leads towards being very, very nice. Um, it's why she is one of our most booked private lesson instructors, private lesson instructors in the gym, uh, and that is because she's super nice to the kids that work with her, but she also progresses them in skills. But especially those athletes who are like struggling with mental blocks or um, lacking in confidence, they really benefit from having a coach who is really nice and really understanding and really patient uh, with what they need and willing to say, okay, well, what do you need right now? Okay, let's do that thing. And allowing them to kind of uh, work at their own pace and be really nice and forgiving of what it is they want. But that is a challenge when you are a team coach. And Right now, she's kind of at her wit's end with our Junior 2 team, which happens to be the team that our daughter is on. And and for once, it's not she's at her wit's end because our daughter is on the team and they're beefing, but it is because the team is kind of struggling. And uh, they are struggling to find their identity in caring and making good decisions. Uh, They're just not mentally checking into practices and they're making uh, errors over and over and over again, even after they've been corrected. Um, and last night she was kind of, she was at her end of it. She was about to break down and, um, was super frustrated. And I literally told her, I I need you to, I need you to be mean. Like you gotta be 
meaner than you are. You've got to like lay the hammer down and you've got to lay down the law and you've got to stop being so nice to them. And I actually had this conversation with one of my other coaches tonight as well. I was in helping out with our level one team and, um, you know, as she, I basically said, you know, all the kids really like you and that's great, but you need to stop being so nice. Like that is your problem is you are being too nice to them. You're being too agreeable to them and you're letting too many things slide because you're just trying to be nice as opposed to having really, really high expectations. So, uh, it's kind of become a theme and there was also another client and I'll, I'll talk about that, that I was talking to in regards to being nice. So there are really three things that I want to focus on in terms of being nice and why it is not advantageous for you to be nice. All right. Number one, nice people are taken advantage of. Number two, teams with the nicest coaches don't win championships. And three, you being nice to your staff is why you often have problems. All right. So number one, nice people get taken advantage of. So I've heard the story a thousand times, and this is kind of what I was talking about with one of our clients. And I have even been in the story myself, and it wasn't as the hero, it was as the victim. And the situation is this. You have a great kid in your program. They're a phenomenal human being. Uh, They're a great athlete. You really want them in the program. You really want them to be there. But the parent isn't paying their bill. The parent is behind. The parent doesn't respond to emails or their credit card has declined for the fifth month in a row. And you just have continued to let it slide and let it slide because you know that cheer is the only thing this athlete has. And if you take that away from them, what are you leaving them with? And their parent won't come in and they keep dodging you or they give you all the excuses, but they have yet to make a payment. And then you see that they've traveled to Mexico and they've done all these other things to you know, splurge and experience life, but yet they owe you a bunch of money. And in the end, after you finally either drop the hammer or the end of the season's coming up and you're like, Hey, if you want them to go to summit, you need to pay some money. Or maybe the season's over and you're like, Hey, I'd just really like you to settle up your account. What does that oftentimes end in? It ends ends in you being attacked by this person and them coming after you and attacking your personal character and saying it's all your fault and all this, that, and the other thing. And that's because they know you're nice. And so they know that if they attack you, you're more likely to back off on top of that. So that is you being overly nice. It is you saying, I want to do right by this kid. This kid doesn't have any other opportunities. So if I take this away from them, you know, what am I leaving them with? Well, you're not the one taking it away. It's the parents who are the ones taking it away. But because you're nice, you're internalizing your own part of that process and you are offering them the opportunity, the parent needs to hold up their end of the bargain. You're holding up your end, which is providing the training and providing that amazing place for the athlete. So in being really, really nice to clients, you oftentimes work yourself into a corner where people think that they can take advantage of you. People who will see your niceness as an opening to gain some sort of an advantage, whether that be a financial advantage or if they think you're really nice, that's when they'll do the power play of, well, we're going to quit if you uh, don't put my daughter on a better team or my daughter's just really sad. She comes home crying because she's not flying and they're hoping that your niceness will then allow them to leverage you to get them something they want. And you need to stop being so 
nice. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be empathetic. That doesn't mean you can't be understanding. And I'm going to emphasize this in each and every category. You can still be a good person. You can still be empathetic. You can still be understanding. You can still see things from others' perspectives, but that doesn't mean you have to be nice. Being nice is being agreeable. Being nice is bending to others' needs at the sacrifice of your own. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being nice. When I'm talking about overlooking things and not saying them because it's not nice to say them. And you need to stop being so nice. We've been trained from a young age to be nice to everyone. And there are being nice is not always the right answer. So the next one was the teams with the nicest coaches don't win championships. And that is kind of a weird one to say because everyone wants to be a coach that athletes remember, that athletes love, that athletes want to come back and cheer for. And you have to find that balance. Coaching is a weird dichotomy where your athletes need to know that you love them, but they also need to know that you're going to hold them accountable. And you have to balance that. But the best teams in the world are not coached by overly nice people. I'm not saying that they're not good people or that they can't be kind, but they're not overly nice. They're never going to... Um, put someone's feelings ahead of what is needed for them to be successful as a team. And that's what a nice coach does. They say, well, I don't want to hurt this kid's feelings. And, and I'm, I'm prone to this myself. Like I am not the, I am a partially nice coach because there are kids that I should kick off of teams that I coach that I don't because I'm nice. Um, and I also think through other problems and finances and like, well, that changes this, that, and the other thing. So I try and think through all the eventualities, but at the end of the day, I'm defaulting to being kind of nice. And I oftentimes will, as a coach, default to making a correction to the group and saying, hey, if you are doing this, you're doing it wrong. Instead of saying, Sarah, Sally, Susie, you did this. That's wrong. I avoid like singling people out sometimes. And that's not the right approach. As a coach, in order to get the best out of my athletes, I can't be the nice coach. There can be a nice coach, but you have to have that person who has an incredible attention to detail and an unwavering expectation of excellence if your teams are going to be truly, truly successful. And so if you're finding yourself in that rut, in that challenge where the teams are not being overly successful, that could be your problem. Now, on the flip side, you can be too mean as well, and that would be a whole other episode. I'm not sitting here saying abuse your kids, scream at your kids, you know, just be mean all the time because that only lasts so long. Kids are only going to be afraid of you so long, but you need to be, uh, have a high demand of excellence with your athletes. If you want them to achieve the success that at the end of the day is our ultimate goal, training competitive teams and whether that's competitive teams or a competitive individual gymnast, you cannot be the nice coach all the time. There's there's values in being kind and understanding and empathetic and understanding where kids are coming from. That's not being nice. Being nice is like, well, you know, don't worry about not doing your workout. I can't tell you how many kids this year have messaged me and said, Hey, I, um, you know, I have homecoming this weekend and 
I've got a football game and I've got this. And so I just don't think I'm going to be able to turn in the workout on time. Is there any way we can work around it so the team doesn't get in trouble? And my response to every one of them is nice. Dan wants to say yes, but unfortunately I have had the same standard with everyone that is asked. And so the answer is no. If you get it in late, there will be less of a consequence than if you do not turn it in. So I would highly suggest at a minimum, you turn it in late. And I leave it at that. And you would be shocked at how many kids suddenly figure out how to do their workout. It's the same thing for kids missing practice. If you're like, well, I understand. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Versus I know coaches that are high school coaches that are like, you will never miss our practice or you will not cheer on this team. And they just don't back down from that. And they hold the kids to the standard. And those kids don't miss practice. I've seen high school athletes who are way more committed than my all-star athletes because they knew that they would get potentially benched or they wouldn't get to cheer the football game or there would be a significant consequence that they weren't willing to bear. And that wasn't the coach being mean or not being nice. That was the coach having high expectations. Championship squads have coaches who have high expectations and are not the nice coach who is focused on being nice to everyone and not hurting people's feelings. Being nice to your staff, if it hasn't, will also create problems. Being nice in this situation means letting them run their own schedule, not modifying how privates work so the gym is actually making money off of private lessons which for the love of Pete, if you're not doing that, you've got to make that change. And if you're a coach listening to this right now, I will back that up all day long. The amount of expenses that go into running these gyms is crazy. Gyms should not be allowing coaches to run private lessons and take all the money. That is just a horrible business decision. Um, You wouldn't be able to go into a restaurant and cook dinners and sell them yourself at a restaurant during business hours like that, that would be crazy. They they would lose money. So why do we allow this in the cheer world? I don't know. It's this weird thing that we have created. Um, plus, yeah, I have a whole bunch of thoughts on that, but not setting that up because you don't want to do bad by your staff or allowing your scope or your coaches, uh, to not schedule coverage for themselves. And you just go, well, I'm the owner. So I'm going to go in and cover that instead of holding them accountable and writing them up and you know, having there be consequences to that, overlooking violations of policy, all of those things are being nice to your staff. That is just being nice to be nice. You want to be, again, caring. You want your staff to know that you care about them and you want them to be successful. And you're not mean to be mean, but you have to be the leader of your team. You have to be the leader of your staff. Leaders can't afford to be nice. Leaders should be humble. They should be fair. They should be understanding and have unyielding standards in everything they do. There is no battlefield general that has been known for being one of the greatest leaders who was known for being the nice person. That's just not something that it goes together. You have to have an ability to hold people accountable and be hard If you're going to be a leader, you have to be able to channel that. And if your default setting is to be nice and to let people mold the way they need things to be because you want to be the nice person and you want people to like you, you're going to start getting into challenging circumstances. I can tell you 100%, I had more issues with my staff when I was trying to be nice to them than when I was having high expectations and unyielding standards. 
way more issues when I was being nice versus when I was kind of being a little bit strict or, or fairly strict with them. Being fairly strict. And people like standards. They like knowing what their left and right limits are. They like knowing that you are you have those standards and are going to enforce those standards. People don't like the willy-nilly, do-whatever-you-want um, stuff. Everyone wants to know that they're cared for and they want their bosses to be understanding and empathetic, but they don't need that like fly by the seat of the pants approach and you know everyone gets away with everything that's an owner being nice and that just creates problems and animosity within the business and it makes people not want to follow the rules so again stop being so nice nice people are taken advantage of coaches who are nice don't find the success that they want and employees do not find fulfillment working for overly nice bosses so one of the things I want to encourage you to do, and I, I said it at the beginning of the podcast, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it on like every episode until we have 300 people coming to Las Vegas, but we are going to go over so many different ways to balance your natural desires to be nice with your need to be a great owner and a coach or a boss at our conference in Las Vegas, January 7th and 8th. There are ways that you can do it. There are ways that you can balance it. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of emphasis. Uh, but there are ways that you can balance these things and it comes from systemizing. It comes from having the right people in place. It, it comes from a number of different things. Even if your default situation is being nice, uh, it will be something that you can work on. And it's something that you can learn by coming to conference and learning all the things we're going to talk about. You've got to force yourself to do the things that you would not normally do. So if this is something uncomfortable for you, come to conference, learn, learn some of the strategies and the techniques that will help you to become less nice, less agreeable as a business owner, as a coach, or as a supervisor. So like, as I frame this nice thing, because I, I use the word strategically, and it's actually the word I used before the episode, but when you think about being nice... I have kids. If I was a nice dad, right? If I was just focused on being the nice dad, I would let my kids stay up as long as they wanted. I would let them eat whatever they want. I would let them watch as much TV as they want and otherwise allow them to do the things that they want to do. That is the nice thing to do. It's just, you know, hey, this is what you want. Okay, I'm going to be nice to you and I'm going to let you do that. But being nice does not actually advance them to where they need to be. So while I may be being nice in the moment, I'm actually not being nice to them in the long run of their life because they will eventually have to face the real world where they will be forced to be in positions where people are not nice to them. And so I view this from a variety of perspectives. When I go back to the being a business owner and not being nice to the client who doesn't want to pay their bill and making them pay. There is also a flip side to that where you can view it as I am being nice by not allowing them to get so far behind in their bill. It's not something they can overcome. And now I'm having to tear them down emotionally. I would rather cut ties with someone when they owe me $350 than when they owe me $3,500. And I'm saying, hey, if you don't do this, your kid can't go to Summit. Anyone can figure out how to come up with $350. It's a lot harder to come up with $3,500 on a whim. Okay. On the same side as my teams, 
I am being hard on you in practice to be nice to you by allowing you to go to competitions and feel successful and have the possibility of being successful. And that requires me not being nice to you in this moment to be nice to you in this moment that matters more. So I'm actually being nice to you by being hard on you. And then the same thing with employees. I'm not being nice to you and being understanding because I'm setting a standard across the board and I'm being a good leader, which is being nice to you by giving you a safe space to work in and be employed at. So you, by not being nice, are actually being a better person. And yes, in some ways are being nice. You're just being nice to them later on. It's a later realized kindness. So leaving this episode, I want you to evaluate how nice you are as an owner, as a coach, and as a boss. If you currently have people who owe you money and are not on a plan to pay it off, then be nice and prevent them from accruing more and cut ties. Bench them and say, they're out. If I don't have an answer of how this is going to be paid by X date, they're not going back in and we'll have to end the season. If you're struggling with your team to find success at the moment, are you being nice and letting them letting little things slide? Can you enforce the standard more strictly? Can you push them harder? Can you give up on being nice to be nice in the future and allow them to go out and live what they want to live when they go perform on the mat and feel successful? Are you a boss who is nice to your employees and allowing them to make the work environment worse for themselves and everyone else? And so ran a roundabout way, you're really not being nice to them. You're just being nice in that moment and allowing them to get away with that thing that they want right then. All right, everyone. Your challenge is to be less nice moving forward. I know that's a weird one. But I'm talking about that in big air quotes, be less nice. I still want you to be a good person. I still want you to care about other people. I still don't want you to lose who you are. But have unyielding standards for yourself, for your business, for your teams, for your employees. All right, I hope you loved this episode. If you're looking for another great podcast, make sure you check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins amazing podcast talking all things cheerleading. I listen to it every week. You should too. And with that, we will catch you in Vegas, January 7th and 8th. And if before then, we will catch you on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.